morning, everyone, and welcome to First Parish in Concord. It's a spring day out there. We had a beautiful day yesterday and a little rain today. It's just what you would expect from April. I'm so glad that you have all joined us for church this morning. I know that I need this hour each week so very much, and my guess is that some of you do too. We've heard from some of you that this is such an integral part of your week, and I'm glad that you have made the time to be with us this morning. I want to welcome folks who are sheltering in place in um, the Metro West suburbs of Boston, but also to folks who are joining us from far distances, from other states and even other countries this morning. One of the marvelous things about being online is that there are far fewer barriers to being in church. And so whether you're sitting in your pajamas or just finishing breakfast or just getting up or have been out for a walk already this morning we want to welcome you to church this morning and we're glad that you've chosen to spend this hour with us we hope it feeds your spirit and helps your emotional and spiritual well-being each sunday we like to say hi to all of the folks who are leading worship um, i'm reverend howard dana i'm the senior minister at first parish in concord we heard eric heineke playing the organ this morning eric would you like to say hi to the folks Hi, everybody. And next, we'll go to uh, Beth. Good morning, everyone. It makes my heart sing to see your names popping up in the, in the participants. Welcome. And Liz Weber, our Minister for Pastoral Care. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to church today. And Adrian Betancourt. Hi, it's such a pleasure being with everyone. And next, we'll go to Don Van Patten. Good morning, everyone. And the Reverend A.B. Friedman. Good morning. It's good to be with you today. And Anderson Manuel. Good morning, everyone. Always look forward to seeing all of you virtually. And last but not least, the man who makes it all happen, Peter Bowden. Our sincere thanks to Peter for being our tech person. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. I'm glad to help make the service possible. And I will now go back behind the scenes. Welcome everybody to church this morning. Our call to worship this morning is a little bit on the long side, but we think I it'll be worth it. it. This is Psalm 137, uh, verses one through eight. And in this Psalm, um, this Psalm refers to the Babylonian captivity or Babylonian exile, which lasted roughly 70 years between 609 and 538 BCE. During four mass deportations, Jews were forced to move to what is modern-day Iraq. The rivers referred to in the Psalms are the Tigris and the Euphrates. It was during this period that the temple in Jerusalem built by Solomon was to be one of the most beautiful and most magnificent buildings in the ancient world was destroyed to its foundations, thereby nullifying Judaism as it was known. The grief and anger of the Jewish people is evident in this psalm. Let us listen to Psalm 138 as our call to worship. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, and there we wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there we hung our harps, for there our captors asked for a song, and our tormentors asked for mirth, saying, Sing to us one of the happy songs of Zion. How could we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? 
If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. Let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you, if I do not remember Jerusalem and set it above my highest joy. Remember, O Lord, against the Edomites, the day of Jerusalem's fall, how they said, tear it down, tear it down, down to its foundations. O daughter Babylon, you devastator, happy shall they be who pay you back what you have done to us. Let us worship together. And Adrian's going to invite us all to light our chalices together. As we enter into the spirit of worship, you too are invited to light a chalice at home or a candle or even a light. Whenever I light a chalice, I like to think about the different things it symbolizes. The light of reason, the fire of commitment, the divine spark in each of us, a flame of hope, or today, the warmth and solidarity of our community in times of trouble. And now we turn to Anderson for our opening song. First, let us read the chalice lighting words that will come up on the screen. O flame of our faith, open our hearts and fill our bodies and souls with persistent strength. Enliven our spirits and engage us deeply in this life of ours, this sacred essential moment now. Good morning, everyone. Um, before we start singing, I wanted you um, to basically, we will be singing together in a few minutes, but um, the poem that Howard just told us about, um, when the psalmist wrote these poetic lyrics, he couldn't have imagined how they would eventually be an inspiration, not just to the Jews or the Christians, but to the Rastafarian cult religion, which by the 1960s held sway in some parts of Jamaica. In the Rastafarian faith, the term Babylon is used for any governmental system which is either oppressive or unjust. African slaves taken to America soon became Christians, and understandably, they quickly identify with the suffering people of Israel. Israelites had been slaves in Egypt for many generations, but God liberated them through Moses. Later, they were enslaved again by Babylon, but God liberated them again. So black slaves in America retained part of their dignity and the conviction that they were also a people dear to God. And one day he would liberate them just as he had done twice with the Jews and they would be free again as it finally happened. That's why the story of Moses and the Babylon exile were a powerful token for black slaves, a ray of hope in their darkness, the promise for future freedom. Let us sing together by the rivers of Babylon. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, and there we wept when we remember Zion. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, 
and there we were when we remember Zion where the wicked carried us away captivity required of us a song how can we sing of a song in a strange land where the wicked carry us away captivity required of us a song how can we sing of a song in a strange land so let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight oh for i I. so let the word let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight oh for i Good morning. You may have noticed that as a ministry team, we are taking turns offering the different parts of our Sunday services. And so today I am offering our children's message. So I would like to speak directly to our young people. This week, the news hit us hard. We have been managing to learn from home while our grown-ups are also working at home. But when that first extension came, when we were told, okay, May 4th, May 4th, we would be returning to normal, the normal routine, we held out some hope that that would be soon, that we'd get through to that date. We have been sheltering in place for 42 days. I had to actually count it. I went through my calendar and I know the date that I was last at First Parish, the date when my child was at school and I counted 42 days. And in all seriousness, I know that we are fortunate We are so fortunate to have a home, to have all of our basic needs met. I'm so grateful for my health. And I know that we are doing what we have to do in order to stop the spread of the coronavirus. But now that we know that our school buildings are not going to reopen until, well, we don't even know what the until is, but we know that it's not gonna reopen before summer break. Some grown-ups might tell you to keep your chin up as a way of being brave and getting through all of this. But today, I would like to tell you a different way to deal and that is to turn your chin upside down. 
Good morning. This week, it was announced that Massachusetts schools will remain closed for the remainder of the school year. Do you know how that makes me feel? Mad! <laughs> and it also makes me feel... <clears throat> sad. And then sometimes when I'm thinking about the time I get to spend at home, I, I sometimes I feel glad. I, I, I guess, I guess I'm just all mixed up. I feel so many feels. You know, you are a very good listener. And I, I, I you know, I, oh, I, I feel better just having shared my feelings with someone else. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to encourage you to express your feelings, even if you find a silly way to do it. If you wanna try that upside down chin, by the way, make sure that you use a washable marker on your chin, and then you can put a scarf to cover the upper part of your face. But if that, if that just seems too silly for you, you can also try other ways, like getting some Play-Doh or clay and just pounding it, or you could draw or paint a picture, or you could dance, or maybe you just like to snuggle up next to a grown-up and talk about how you're feeling. I want to encourage children and teens to also remember to ask your grown-ups how they are feeling, and then take some time to really listen to them. This is an intense time. And the only way that we can manage is by finding ways to express ourselves, even maybe especially when our feelings are all mixed up. That is how we can support each other. And I know it's not the same as being together at First Parish, but I look forward to connecting with you online sometime this week. Thank you, Amy. That was wonderful.
song. Our next reading is a poem by Liesel Mueller. This is a poem titled, When I Am Asked. When I am asked how I began writing poems, I talk about the indifference of nature. It was soon after my mother died, a brilliant June day, everything blooming. I sat on a gray stone bench in a lovingly planted garden, but the day lilies were as deaf as, as the ears of drunken sleepers and the roses curved inward. Nothing was black or broken and not a leaf fell. And the sun blared endless commercials for summer holidays. I sat on a stone bench ringed with the ingenue faces of pink and white impatience and placed my grief in the mouth of language, the only thing that would grieve with me. Like Amy said, we have been going through a lot these 40 days. It's fascinating that at least in biblical times, 40 days is that period that always marks something hard, something that was long enough to really change things. It's said that the great flood lasted 40 days and 40 nights and that Moses was 40 days and 40 nights talking to God on Mount Sinai. And likewise, Jesus spends 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. So 40 days and 40 nights into this COVID-19 pandemic, we all have gone through the full range of emotions. At first, a little giddy to maybe have more time to ourselves, a chance to clean out the basement or go through some closets, those first few Zoom meetings where it felt like you were right there with family members or friends, those first days when it still felt okay to kind of congregate loosely outside your house in somebody's yard or uh, just on the sidewalk. There was not the fear of other people that I now see in all of us. Those first days 
it seemed like this was something that was unwelcome but would not disrupt us too much. We would surely get through it and we would be cheerful and we would go on and if we were lucky, we wouldn't know anyone who had died of it. It was easy as spring was coming on to think, we can handle this just fine. I'm not gonna break down. I'm not gonna lose my mind. But 40 days in, I think all of us are losing it a little bit. I certainly know I am. I'm not sleeping as well as I usually do. My mind races. Sometimes I can't get to sleep and sometimes I'm woken up at two o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning. And there's nothing to do but to rise and to start the day. And then I want to nap around 10 a.m. I know that so many of us are lonely, especially those of us who live alone. It's hard not to be in other people's physical presence. And even folks who have other people in their households, it can get a little wearing to talk to just those people over and over. And I know that we've probably seen other family members and children go through a full range of emotions and a full range of behaviors as we've adjusted to this. And this morning, I wanna name what we're going through because it has a name. It's called grief. Each of us is grieving this morning. Even those of us who are holding it all together, even those of us who have been through some grief and have found a way out of it, have found a different way to be, a more resilient way to be, I give thanks for those people. But each of us is grieving. Whether we're adults or children, we are grieving both things that were and things that never will be. Some of us are grieving that we won't get to finish our school year, especially anybody who is going to graduate, the seniors or anybody graduating from college. We are grieving that signpost, that mile marker in our lives. Some of us are grieving terribly that we cannot see either children or grandchildren, even though they may live nearby and we can't be physically with them. Some of us are grieving the loss of our jobs or the decline in our business or our business having to shut. Some of us are grieving that we have in fact too much work to do at this time and too many people dependent on us and not enough time for ourselves to just be and to cope with this. And some of us are grieving people who have died. We're grieving loved ones or friends or friends of friends. At First Parish in Concord, we've already lost at least a couple of people in our congregation to COVID-19 and others have been ill with that. Some are still ill and some are recovering. We won't know until this is over how much loss we have suffered. And that's the other thing about this grief is it doesn't seem like it's gonna be over soon. So I wanna be the first to tell you that I have good days and I have bad days. I have good hours during a day and I have bad hours during a day. There are times when I think I'm really courageous and I'm really lucky and that I'm really resilient and can be there for people. 
And there are times when I don't know how I'm going to make it through the next day. And my guess is that the same is for you. But the thing that I do know is that the main job of religion, the main job of community, the main job of church or synagogue or temple is to help us make sense of what we're going through, is to rebind us to what is actually happening and to put it in a context that helps us at least for a little bit, understand it. Because it'll change, it'll keep changing, each time it will be different. But what we are going through is so human. It's as old as those Jewish people who first had to flee from Egypt and then had to escape from Babylon. And the way that they did it, the way that all people who are drawn into something that they didn't ask for, that they didn't want, the way that they did it was they remembered how things were. They remembered that it was okay to be mad about the way that things were not anymore. And most of important, it was important for them to lament, to grieve, to say openly the things that they had lost. Because whether they were traveling out of ancient Iraq, or whether it was African-Americans who'd been stolen from their homes and brought to a new land. It was worthy of grief, the old life that was lost. And it was through grieving that they could then face the future. So I invite you this week or whenever it hits you to grieve as you need to. I wanna use the last line of Liesl Mueller's poem again and I'll also post it in the chat. She says, I sat on a gray stone bench, ringed with the ingenue faces of pink and white impatience, and placed my grief in the mouth of language, the only thing that would grieve with me. I encourage you to put your grief in the mouth of language and that knowing, by doing so, know that you are connected to me and to everyone in this congregation. You are loved and you are held. You will get through this. It will not be easy. And it is right to grieve what we have lost. As we hear a piece of music, I invite you to write into the chat in about five words or less. Tell us. What are you grieving now? What are you grieving now? And be sure to put your setting on all panelists and attendees or everyone so that we can see your responses and then I will read a few of them. What are you grieving now? Thank you.
there are almost 80 responses in the chat. So I'll just read a few of them so we can get a sense of what they are. And then you can go back through the chat and read them on your own. People are missing, are grieving the closing of school, grieving friends, the ability to hug my loved ones, hugs and human contact, grandchildren, loss of the old way of life, the loss of Ferry Beach, not playing sports, a loss of certainty, grieving my life separate from my work, grieving a dinner party surrounded by friends, regular human interaction, all of you in person and community, grieving not being able to travel and see my mom, singing together in person. I grieve the loss of touch, Miss, missing mingling with others, the excitement of seeing friends and family at a wedding, social nearness, being able to hold and hug my grandchildren, hugs, hugs, lots of hugs, missing family, missing and grieving the casual nature of our old lives, grieving, not knowing when I can see my grandchildren again, grieving for the people without health care, grieving for the uncertainty of the future, grieving freedom and ease, the familiar. So much grief and so shared. Thank you for sharing in the chat. Now let us sing together. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child a long way from home a long way from home sometimes i feel like my soul is on fire sometimes i feel like my soul is on fire sometimes i feel like my soul is on fire a long way from home a long way from home 
Sometimes I feel And I wish I could fly like a bird Sometimes I wish I could fly like a bird Sometimes I feel And I wish I could fly like a bird A little close to home A little closer to my home. When we feel like a motherless child or when we feel far from the homes that we carry in our hearts, it's good to come together and to share that grief with one another even when coming together means joining through our computers and our phones. Each week we share, I share whatever has been on your hearts and minds that you would like to be held in community. And this week we have a lot to hold for one another. Some of you have shared about illness or injury on Easter morning, Jeff Green fell down the stairs. He had previously fallen at a race in New Hampshire, breaking his hip. Thankfully, he did not re-injure that broken hip and that continues to heal. But he did break his ribs and pelvis. So now he is recovering again at home. He and Elizabeth welcome support. We also hold up Pat Everett, who yesterday afternoon had a heart attack at home. He is recovering at Leahy Hospital and his wife, Linda Reynolds, re has been able to speak with him on the phone. She shares that Pat is feeling optimistic about the road ahead. Our healing thoughts are welcome, but please no phone calls at this time. As well as those in our community with injury or illness, we lift up those who have lost loved ones. And though many of us are grieving, these are who have asked to be held up today. Fancy Noldy and Hugh Fort Miller are grieving the loss of their friend, Bill Sweeney. Bill died of COVID-19 complications on Wednesday. He was a longtime Concordian, part of the circle best known for creating the Great Meadows Preserve. But Bill lived in and loved Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We also remember, think of Joan Weslowski, Joan's beloved Aunt Genevieve died this week at an assisted living facility in Air. Joan says that although her aunt did not succumb to COVID-19, the isolation, masks, and distancing took away her reasons for embracing life. 
cards for Joan would be appreciated. And finally, as well as all of this, I share two losses from within our community. First, Jay Agarwal. Jay died on Easter afternoon. He was himself even present at Easter service over in Sudbury, for he was a member both here at First Parish and there in Sudbury. He was himself and, and present through the morning and afternoon and died suddenly of unknown causes. His wife, his partner Mimi Riley was with him. Jay is remembered as a vibrant and kind man concerned with the well-being of others. Also, we mourn the loss of Lucy Saxonian. Lucy died at, River, at Rivercrest at Newbury Court on Monday of this week, and she did pass from COVID-19. Lucy and her husband, Hrond, who died a few years ago, were both dedicated choir members. Lucy was also part of the By Your Side group and later appreciated receiving sings from them. Memorial services for Jay and Lucy are not yet being planned, but we will keep you updated when the time comes. Please do feel free to reach out if you miss them or other loved ones and would like to talk. And now I invite you because there is so much more even to call to mind whoever is on your heart, whosever name you would like to say so that we can hold each other in community. Someone that you miss or someone who's having a hard time who you're thinking of, or someone who is celebrating a great joy who you are thinking of. And you can say their name aloud now. Let us sing. sit with me in the quiet that remains. Spirit of life and love, we sit by these waters of grief, these many waters, these many griefs, 
We grieve for the way our lives used to be and for the plans that we made but that aren't happening and for the future unknowns and the fear for what lies ahead. We grieve for our isolation and the loss of human touch. Or we grieve for our too close quarters and the loss of time alone. We grieve for our friends and our family and ourselves who are at risk. For those who are sick and for those who have died. We grieve all of these and so much more. Our pain runs deep. We are sad and angry and sometimes feeling helpless and hopeless. These are hard days. We need one another in these times. It is good to gather even online, even by phone for a time of story story and song and silence. It is good to gather because we need to share our truths with one another, to name our grief, to honor this pain that now fills our bones. And we need one another so that we may also remember other truths that run just as deep as our pain, truths which bring us hope. That even when we feel like we are in free fall, we can fly like a bird a little closer to home. Even when we are at a distance, we are not alone. Even when this time feels endless, we know that it will not go on forever. There is comfort for our grief. It helps to share our feelings with someone else. It helps to cry, to pray, to make art, to place our grief in the mouth of language. Help us to do all of these, help us to find comfort and create comfort for one another. Let us remember that it is okay to fall apart, for we are held by our family and friends and our church community. For we are held by a love greater than anything else, greater than everything else. Let us remember too those creature comforts which lift our spirits. For some of us, nature, or a simple cup of tea or a soft blanket. And let us remember, most of all, the deepest truths of all. We are strong. We are resilient. The spirit of life still runs in our veins. We can keep on day by day, trusting that light and love will guide us, for there is a love which holds us always. Blessed be and amen.
There is a love holding all of us. This we know. And it is this love that First Parish in Concord is just trying to extend out to each and every one of you. It is the mission of this church to love you and to accept you and to take you in just as you are and together to help transform your life, to help give you more peace and more joy more blessing and more comfort. So it's always in this spirit that we take up an offering for the good work and witness of our congregation each week. Your money is simply your way of showing a little bit of love back to First Parish and allowing it to spread that love around. Soon there will be a number that will come up on your screen that you can text to. Just text in a dollar figure two zero or five zero or one zero zero. And if it's your first time, it will prompt you to how to set up that with a credit card. If you've already done that, you know exactly how it works and you can make a donation to the offering. You can also send your pledge checks in through the mail. There's also a donate button on the website if you'd like to donate that way. So help spread a little bit of love around. Help our church connect not only to those who find us on Sunday morning, but those who may never walk through our doors, but will know that we loved them and that we cared for them and that we helped them through this difficult time. Please give generously.
Good morning. My name is Lillian Anderson, and I'm a member of the Reclaim Our Democracy group here at First Parish. And I'm very pleased to be lighting our social action candle today. I hope. As you are aware, our fourth UU principle states, we, the member congregations of the Unitarian Universalist Association, covenant to affirm and promote the right of conscience and the use of the democratic process within our congregations and in society at large. Martin Luther King said, quote, if we are to be a great democracy, we must all take an active role in our democracy. We must do democracy. That goes beyond simply casting your vote. We must all actively champion the causes that ensure the common good, end of quote. And we, you use, are known for doing democracy. In the recent election in Wisconsin, over a million voters requested no excuse absentee ballots and the state voting system was simply overwhelmed. The state was not able to mail them all in time for the election. Then on April 7th, hundreds of thousands of voters had to decide whether to stay home during the COVID-19 pandemic and not vote or risk their lives standing in long crowded lines at the polls. In Milwaukee, the usual 180 polling places was reduced to five. This was an outrageous situation that could and should have been prevented, and it made a mockery of the most fundamental piece of our democracy, the right to vote. And that's a very big problem. According to the CDC, the coronavirus will remain a threat during our November elections. Millions of Americans will avoid going to the polls because it is simply not safe. This is voter suppression and it is very wrong because it can be avoided. We need to make it as easy as we can for citizens to vote from the safety of their own homes. This is especially true for at-risk populations and those who have transportation difficulties. I want to tell you now about two activities that you can do to help stop voter suppression. The first is an action alert to protect our right to vote from a partner of ours, the Unitarian Universalist for Social Justice. Fred Van Dusen will post a link to that in, in the chat. Please click on the link and do what is requested. It's really quite easy. And the second, is to attend a Zoom event that we are sponsoring this Tuesday, April 28th at 7.30 p.m. called Help Stop Voter Suppression. You'll need to register for the event and you can find that information in the last FP Weekly. The speaker, Ed Lockler, just returned from North Carolina where he was on the front lines registering voters. We hope that you'll join us to hear about his experiences. This is Democracy in Action. Thank you. Thank you, Lillian. It was great to see you there and we're hoping to see 
uh, more and more lay folks uh, doing parts of the service and especially around the social action candle. There is so much good stuff being done. And if you're feeling helpless and hopeless, all you need to do is talk to Adrian or anyone else on the Social Action Council, and they will give you some channels to uh, put your energy towards. There's a lot that we can do, even though we're stuck at home. As we begin to close our service today, I'd like to let you know about a few things that are coming up. This will all be in FP Weekly, and that is your best source of information, that and the First Parish website. Please be sure and check your spam filter. Sometimes it goes there just because it's sent out to a large group of people. And so check your spam folder to see if that weekly announcement is there. A couple of things to tease you with. There's going to be a dance party, a virtual dance party this Friday um, at 4.30 p.m. And Amy and Don are sponsoring that. Um, let's see here. On uh, Friday as, as well, there is a silent auction of 13 of Doug Baker's paintings that will open. And so if you're interested in the catalog for that, that'll be in your FP Weekly. And then um, just the next two Sundays, we're going to have the coming of age service next Sunday. That is the 3rd of May. So tune in and hear our young people, the folks who have gone through coming of age give their credos. I know this is one of the biggest services of the year each year, and I know it will be just as big online, and those young people will feel like we are all surrounding them and hearing their credos. Then the following Sunday is Mother's Day, and they are still holding the Mother's Day Walk for Peach. Peace, it will just be done online, and you can tune into that at nine o'clock from nine to 10, and then be right on time for church at 10 o'clock. So there'll be lots of information about all of those things in the FP Weekly. You're invited to stay on and use the chat to say hi to one another after uh, church. And so um, we're glad that you have been here this morning and Anderson has our closing song. Please join me as we end our song with there is more love somewhere, there is more hope somewhere, there is more peace somewhere, and then there is more joy somewhere. There is more love somewhere. There is more love somewhere. I'm gonna keep on Till I find it, there is more love somewhere. There is more hope somewhere. There is more hope somewhere I'm gonna keep on till I find it there is more hope somewhere there is more peace somewhere there is more peace 
somewhere I'm gonna keep on till I find it there is more peace somewhere there is more joy somewhere there is more joy somewhere i'm gonna keep on till i find it there is more joy somewhere. I assure you that grief will not last for always, that you in fact are held and are loved, that you are not alone. Remember this in the dark hours and remember that this too shall pass and that we shall re we shall reemerge and we will emerge into something new and something different something joyful and something hopeful please join in the words of our benediction saying go out into the world in peace have courage hold on to what is good return to no person evil for evil strengthen the faint hearted support the weak, help the suffering, honor all beings. Oh.